Good evening and welcome to a Sunday edition, uh, Sunday, July the 9th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kirk Chamberlain, and uh, I'm sorry, we our schedule has been thrown way off. We've had to do some uh, some some scheduling and some rescheduling, and and then we've had to reschedule the rescheduling. Um, it, it's been it's been a busy month, so we we appreciate your patience and uh, also your faithfulness uh, to be with us and listening. Um, because we tonight we have our good friend Lucas Doremus, um, and we are still covering pre-fall foundation studies. Uh, you're going to really enjoy this one tonight um, because, oh, well, let me just ask you this. Uh, if you're out there listening, uh, you've more than likely sometime in your lifetime read a book. And probably while reading that book, several times maybe uh, uh, during the, the course of reading that book, you have got tempted to look at the end. Just to see, you know, if you're if you're thinking the right thing, and if the authors uh, got you thinking the right thing, you, you get tempted to look at the end, don't you? I mean, I yeah. do. Yeah. My my kids try to tell me the ending of books before I know them. I still see, stop it. Yeah. They get really mad at me too. They're just so excited <laughs> to tell me what the end of the story is. Absolutely, and and we're kind of excited to do that because uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of that tonight, aren't we, Lucas? We're going to be yeah. sharing things. End up. Yeah, that's right. We've been when it's for all the past, however many weeks we've been studying how. The, all the things that happened before the fall, before sin was corrupted. Mm-hmm. And tonight we're just going to study how all those things get fixed, revived, yeah. restored, you know, yeah. renew, renewed, uh, however you oh, want to say it, man. you know. Okay. Uh, listen, I like the sound of this. So yeah. take it away, my friend. Yeah. So we're going to be, this is Revelation 21 and 22 that we'll be yes. studying and Again, this will not be a complete study of the new heavens and new earth. Uh, We're going to put it in the context of the uh, subjects we've studied so far over the past, what, six, seven, I think seven weeks now, seven months, seven months. We're going to put it in that context, but uh, we've been studying how things are corrupted. Mm -hmm. And this is Revelation 21 and 22. It's the last two chapters of the Bible. And, uh, you could throw uh, Revelation 19 and 20 in here, too, uh, because that's when Jesus comes back to the earth and does the millennium, which is the completion of so many promises in the book. Right. Um, but 21 and 22, this is where God restores everything. This is the end of the book. This is the conclusion. Uh, and, you know, it's because me and Curtis were just talking. It's become quickly becoming two of my favorite chapters. It's because God makes yeah. good on all his promises. That's right. That I don't have to live in this world anymore. I get to live in the new world, Amen. which is better than anything I can imagine. Because God uh, tells me, it. you can't, it, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. I can't even imagine what it's going to be. Yeah, I know. Now, he know. gives us glimpses, <laughs> you know, which is uh, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I really can't imagine it. So, but, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about before we launch into some of the other things is who is there in these new heavens and new earth, mm. uh, revelation 21 verse 27. 
It says, but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, interestingly, right before these two chapters, again, two of the most glorious chapters in all the Bible, there's chapter 20 of Revelation. And it ends on probably the most sobering passage in the Bible. Uh, because it's the great white throne judgment. This yeah. is where people are sent to eternal torment uh, away from God. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of different ideas on there out there about what uh, the lake of fire is going to be like. Uh, the The biggest torment is that God is not there. That's correct. Um, there are other things to it, and you know what? We could argue about those, but the biggest torment is God's not there. That's he never right. will be there, and you'll never no. get out of what you're experiencing. That's right. And so we do not want anybody to end up there. And Amen. what you have to do to avoid it is simply believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose from the grave according to the Scriptures. In doing right. so— when he died on the cross, he paid the penalty that sends you to the lake of fire. That's right. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to work for it. You just simply have to believe it. Believe there, there's is the... nothing else you can do but believe it mm -hmm. if you want the gift of salvation. Yep. Believing is the same thing as saying I'm trusting it, as That's in right. I trust this chair to hold my weight. Yep. Now, I don't actually have to sit in the chair to know that, to trust that it holds my weight. I can trust it without sitting in it. That's right. Now, as sanctification goes, we, you know, that's another topic, but I just have to trust it. You can also mm -hmm. say I have faith in it. Those are all synonyms mm -hmm. for saying I believe. That's right. And so we want everybody to do that today because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. That's right. So that's who is there in the new heavens and new earth. Um Let's see. I've got 1 John 3.23. Let's see. I am trying to frantically flipping pages. I've got tabs on my Bible, and sometimes they're not as big of a help. Um, and this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. So that's believing. That gets us what to heaven. And then what should we do? And love one another as he gave us commandment. And so the reason I reference that is because a lot of times we talk about what you have to do to get into heaven. And sometimes we talk about God's will uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, all these things. And uh, I say that because God commanded us to believe. Yes. So if there's ever any passages that say, if you follow God's commandments, you'll go to heaven. Well, what commandment is he talking about? It's talking about the commandment to believe. Right. Now, if you ever talk about the will of God, wouldn't it be nice to know exactly what the will of God is? Well, in John chapter 6, <laughs> verse 40, it says this, or sorry, verse 39, or, this is the will of the Father who sent me, that all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but I should raise it up on the last day. Well, that's a promise. That's right. Then chapter, verse 40, and this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Yeah. God's will and commandment is that you believe. That's right. So 
there's lots of other commandments. There's lots of other things we do. But don't get hung up on those. Those all happen after you believe. Mm-hmm. Believe and you're given eternal life. Then other things. So I just like, I like to, Curtis, I've noticed myself, I like to do that at the beginning. Because sometimes we wait till the very end to give the gospel. Yeah. And, and the person who needs the gospel, they not, might not make it to the end. <laughs> they might not. That's true. And, and so sometimes, you know, I like to do it at the beginning. But first and foremost, that's who's there in the new heavens and new earth. Yep. Um, okay, so the first thing we talked about in these pre-fall foundations is language. Uh, now, this is interesting. This is kind of me pontificating. Um, I think these are good uh, ideas. I'll, I, you know, I wouldn't start a new church on, on about it. I think when we get to heaven, we'll have one language again. Well, I think so, too. We started out with one language. That's right. Um, the Tower of Babel, God confused that. And one reason he confused it is because nothing would be too hard for people that are united in language. That's right. And so I think it's very possible that have we'll have one language again. Now, what will that language be? Well, I'm not totally sure. But in Isaiah 62, uh-huh. verse 2, it says, The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all your kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, uh-huh. which the mouth of the Lord will name. Uh-huh. Now, in Revelation chapter 3, so this is a little bit before the ones we're studying. Revelation chapter 3, verse 12, it says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, right. which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. Uh-huh. Well, that's very interesting. In uh, Revelation 2, chapter 17, it says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, there's that overcoming thing again. I will give some of the, the, some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name. That's right. Which Written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Yeah. So I think it's possible I, I, that... It'll be a new language in heaven. If there's um, all these. It could be. It, it very it well could, could be. It could be, or it could literally be what, it, and all it says is just new names. Uh, that's right. The, it, it could be either. Um, now, here's another interesting thought. In Matthew 24, verse 35, uh, this is a verse we refer to a lot, uh, maybe not quoted exactly. Um, but this is Jesus, and he says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. That's right. So let's think about that for a second. If that's true, then the Bible was written in Hebrew, a little right. bit of uh, uh, Aramaic, and uh-huh. Greek. That's so right. does, does that mean in heaven we'll still be able to understand Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek? Well, I, I don't think there's any question We'll mm-hmm. be able to understand what God understands. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, if, if if it's a new language we're talking about, and it might be, it might be a, con- a conglomeration of those three. Mm-hmm. It might just be straight Hebrew. Yeah, it could be. You, it, when you think about it, 
that is the language that God chose to communicate to Abraham in, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yep. And that, so that very well could be the one language you're talking about. Could be. Hard, yeah. for, hard for us to know for sure. Yep. And if you look at, you know, Hebrew names, a mm -hmm. lot of times names are combinations of words in Hebrew. Absolutely. So, you know, maybe it's a new language. Maybe those new names are just the joining of Hebrew names that fit exactly who God created us as. Could be. Very that well could, could be, be it, too. So could it be a new language? I think it could be. Could it be Hebrew? Could be. I'm not going to start a new church over it. But I'll tell you this. God <laughs> likes us to think about this. Yes. It's it's fun to imagine little aspects of what heaven could be like because it makes you study. It does. See, God understands that we enjoy a mystery. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, I mean, we do. I mean, it's part of our nature to be curious. And uh, he, so he knows we enjoy a good mystery. And boy, mm -hmm. has he given us a good one, huh? Yeah. So, uh, I mean... He lays most of it out there pretty plainly, but there are some things that we're not going to understand until it happens. Yep, because we see through a glass darkly, but then right. face to face. So that's right. Give that you and the, you, you listeners out there gives that some thought. It'll uh, make you. It'll make you study <laughs> language in the Bible, which is a fascinating topic. It, it really is. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, okay, the next uh, pre-fall foundation we studied was time. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting one. So God's eternal, but he put us in time. Well, Revelation 22.2, it says, In the middle of its street and on either side of the river, this is the city, New Jerusalem, was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. Well, month is a length of or a notation of time right and that's very interesting that it seems as now we also know uh there's no sun or moon that's, right. uh, that's actually stated more than once uh this is revelation 21 chapter or verse 23 the city uh -huh. had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it for the glory of god illuminated it the lamb in its light and again in 22 5 there shall be no night there they need no lamp nor light of the sun that's right. The Lord gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. Well, yeah. our months are based on, well, when we think about it from our perspective, our months are based on days, which are based on the earth's revolution. Yeah. So will the earth, if we don't have the sun or the moon, will the earth still revolve? Well, we won't need it to necessarily. I don't think but, we'll need it to. No. And, and we know from Genesis, we studied this, that a day was there before the sun was there. We had yeah. three 24-hour periods before a sun was even created. Yeah, that's which right. Which means time is God's business. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah, we'll still have months. We will still exist in time. Now, because we're literally abiding with God, dwelling with him, uh, we may have a little bit different understanding of it. I think that's possible. Oh yeah, but it'll but it'll still exist. We'll still have time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, when and, you when you use etern the term eternity, that's still a term of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which it's kind of a, a term to describe something that's indescribable, which mm -hmm. 
you, you know, ultimately every, you know, attribute or quality of God, really, it, yeah. <laughs> they fall short, but it's the only way we can do it. Yeah. Uh, we, we, unfortunately, we, we have to accept that we only have a finite understanding of that, of that concept right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll know a heck of a lot more about it when we get there. Mm -hmm. uh, and really, I can hardly wait, but, but we're, I'm going to have to. Yeah. And something, something I think about Curtis is it, it said there's no night there. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, um, one of the most beautiful times I like looking at the sky is either in the sunset or the <laughs> yeah. sunrise. Oh yeah. Well, the beauty in the sky with all the colors and everything, well, that's based on what? Darkness and light interacting, that's, essentially. That's right. Well, if there's no night, what is the sky going to be like? Like, how cool well, is that to think about? <laughs> uh, I, I, I have thought about that before. And, uh, you know, I think in most people's minds, the perfect sky is a clear blue one. Mm -hmm. uh, some people like uh, the uh, the grayish tones of an overcast day the best. I, different strokes for different folks, but this is going to be in the new heaven and the new earth. There's going to be one light source, mm -hmm. one, and we don't we have we have not had the privilege as of yet to see what exactly what that light source is going to be like. But I've got a feeling that all of heaven is going to be drenched in that light source. Yes. And so it's going to be whatever color that light source is. And can that light source change? Who knows? We'll yeah. find out when we see him. Yeah, and you can, you know, we think certain animals can see, you know, say ultraviolet light or things like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Will, will our vision be different in heaven, as in will we perceive more? I I, I think that's a possibility. I, 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 we're going to be as he is. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, that means that what he can, what the way he sees, uh, the way he views anything, we will be able to see it that way. We may have the ability to see it other ways too, yeah. but we may have, we're definitely going to have the ability to see things his way, the way he views them. Yeah. And that's the only way when we, that we could truly understand any of it mm -hmm. is if we can see it the way he sees it. Yeah. Which is pretty cool to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> All right, so we studied language and time. We next studied order. Um, mm -hmm. Boy, I, th this is one passage I actually like. I don't know if other people like it, but it's Second Peter, uh, chapter three, verse ten. But oh, the yeah. day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which yeah. the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. With fervent heat, yeah. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you believe in global warming? Well, yeah, but uh, not the kind they're talking about. <laughs> not the kind they're talking about. That doesn't sound gradual at all. Yeah, this is uh, pretty yeah. instant. Uh, well, actually, uh, huh, foreshadowing, we'll get to that in a second. Now, yeah. I, I, I have to include verse 11 here. 
It says, therefore, so because everything's going to be burned up, mm -hmm. therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Yeah. As in the fact that this is all going to burn one day, yeah. that should motivate you to have holy conduct and godliness. So this is another, if you don't think about the end of the book, if you don't think about heaven, you are missing a motivation to That's live right. life godly and holy. Yes. So just to, just to throw that in there. But uh, chapter 21 of Revelation, going back there, verse 1 and 2. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There's the second Peter verse. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, I'm reading in between the lines here, but kind of as you just said, Curtis, this happens pretty instant. As oh, yeah. in, there's no mention of six days of creation and a day of rest. I mean, it sounds pretty much like it's going to burn, and here comes new heaven and new earth. That's right. I mean, I just, again, I just hope we get to watch. <laughs> I, you know, I think I, we're going to be able to. Yeah, it, John's seeing it because he's saying, I saw these things <laughs> happening. So I, yeah. I hope we get to watch. It'll be cool to watch this. Yes, it will. <laughs> um, yes, it will. And so we also, part of order is not only the, you know, way in which things happen, but it's also, we talked about having, it has to do with arrangement and beauty oh, yeah. and things like this. Right. This is Revelation 21, starting at verse 15. And this is how beautiful that city is going to be. And he who talked with me had a golden gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its height, breadth, and height, its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is an angel. Something else we can learn here. Uh, there, the dimensions of uh, length, breadth, and height still exist in heaven. That's right. As in, it's not this ah spatial place. No, yeah. it has definition and three dimensions to it, just That's like we right. have now. It's interesting. You know, and, and if you if you take the time to do the math that you're reading right now, which mm -hmm. I've done before, just out of curiosity, um, do you know what the total uh, the total area of heaven is going to be? <laughs> I believe it's 1,400 uh, miles, right? Around there? 15, a little over 1,500 little miles 15. square. Yeah. For, for frame of reference, that's about half of the width of the United States of America. That's if anybody right. needs, that's just the city, that's let just... alone the rest of the earth. <laughs> Which, there's no more sea. So, the, right. so assuming the earth is going to be the same size. That's mm -hmm. a whole lot more land, which you never know. Maybe God will create it bigger. Don't know if he will or not, but... Don't know. That's a lot of space. That's Let's a whole put it lot of space, way. brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on. The construction of its wall was like jasper. The city was pure gold, like clear glass. Yeah. The foundation of the wall of the city was adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third Chal chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the fifth sardis, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, probably not pronouncing that one right, the eleventh jacinth, and the 12th Amethyst. 
The 12 <laughs> gates were 12 pearls. Each individual, each individual gate was one pearl, and the street oh. of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. Wow. How beautiful <laughs> is that? I mean, can, can we say that God's artistic? Um, I, at the very least. At the very least, not only is this done, look what he's done with the earth here now. I mean, yeah, look we at live the beauty in a, of it. And we live in a post flood junkyard, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, this is architecture, this is beauty and art. Yes. In that arch I mean, this is going to be a pretty place to look at, absolutely. And so, does God like order and artistic? Yes, he does, and we're going to see it for eternity. Absolutely. So I just think it's, that's it, so it, cool. It's going to be the perfect feeling of feng shui, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going to be arranged just the right way, isn't it? Yeah, that's a. I never thought of relating it to fen, feng shui. That's a weird way to do it, but I know what you mean. <laughs> Which uh, that's any anyway. We'll we'll leave that. Um, so this is uh, the next thing we studied was uh, just the presupposition that God exists, you know, and that God is here, and the Bible's true. Those presuppositional things. So where does this come in? Well, Revelation twenty one twenty two. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Mm -hmm. The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it, the Lamb and its light. Interesting how God replaces these earthly things we think of as the source That's right. or the place to go, the temple, and God just is those things. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut by all day, at all by day, there shall be no night there, <laughs> meaning the gates will never be shut. That's right. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. God is everywhere. He is everything. Okay. And interesting, I I love this little mention here because if you've got the nations going out and coming in, well, that means there's room outside of the city. Right. You know, and so that's just, that's very interesting to me. I just like that. So we're going to walk in its light wherever we go. We will never be apart from God. He's just right. there <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we studied, there was more there, because the next thing we studied was contrast. Um, mm -hmm. And how that's a very good thing to have. Well, the, my favorite contrast is there's no sin. That's uh, right. verse, chapter 21, verse 4, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Yeah. Uh, about two weeks ago, uh, my younger son smashed his uh, thumb in the door of our car. Uh -oh. And, you know, he, oh, oh my goodness, he just screamed. You know, I dropped everything I had yeah. and helped, you know, and his thumbnail is all black. Uh, yep. There's a good, there's a good chance it's going to fall off. You know, after he calmed down, I, you know, it took a while after he calmed down. You know, this verse just comes to my mind. Absolutely. And I even I even told him that I said, buddy, you are so brave. And yeah. one day this will never happen again. Yeah. And you know, I've thought here's a funny thing I've thought about. Do do mistakes exist in heaven? 
I mean, no. mistakes aren't really sin. No. But it doesn't seem like they will. So no. you won't smash your finger in the first place. But even if you did, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> you got a glorified body, man. You can heal yeah. it instantly if you want. Yeah. I mean, and just, you know, sometimes when I read this verse, Curtis, when I'm in the right mood, you know, it almost brings a tear to your eye. Yeah. Yeah. No death, no sorrow, no crying, no pain. The former things have passed away. Can you imagine that? Um, something that's interesting about contrast um, in verse 2 of chapter 22, there is a tree there, says the tree of life. Yeah. There's also yeah. a tree missing. Yeah. There's no tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the one that's missing. Hallelujah. Uh, and you know what's interesting is that I don't, you know, when he says the former things have passed away, as in they never happen again, uh -huh. I think it's based on two things. I think the fact that the tree of knowledge of good and evil is not there. Yep. So we won't have that option anymore. Agree. But I think it'll also be based on knowledge, as in we're saved, yeah. we're, we've been made perfect, been there, done that. Yeah. We're not going down that road again. That's right. Because Jesus is still going to have those holes in his body, as in it's a constant reminder of the formal wor former world. Yeah. So we are not going to be sinless for eternity based on ignorance. <laughs> it's going to be based right. on knowledge and a reminder and that perfection that God is going to give right. us. Uh, there's no sin, verse 8 of chapter 21, but the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Yeah. Um, I heard somebody recently, you know, this is just kind of a list of sins. It's not a list of every sin. It's not exhaustive. But I heard somebody say recently that it's interesting how the first one in this list is cowardly, as in yeah. fearful. Yeah. You know, we've seen a, a lot of uh, things the uh, the New World, uh, the New World Order is trying to get us to go along with are based on fear. Yes. Um, fear, fear of death or fear of losing, you know, your retirement, fear, you know, what at Social Security, what at Medicare, whatever it is. So it's interesting that the first one in this list is fear. You're fear. not, you know, they're fear, fearful. That's who, you know, one of mm -hmm. those things is. Uh, verse 27, there shall be no means entered anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie. Because everything that Satan did was a deception. That's right. Um, there shall be in verse 20, there, chapter 22, verse 3, there shall be no more curse, but the throne Amen. of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants yeah. shall, shall serve him. I love that. And just one more time, in case you didn't get the hint, chapter 50, or verse 15, but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Yeah. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five. Five times we're reminded there's no sin there. That's right. This is perfect and how wonderful that is. Um, here's a good contrast. Uh, Israel and the church still exist. That's right. They do, don't they? Uh, chapter 21, verse 12, it says, and she had a great, this talking about the New Jerusalem. She had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. 
Mm-hmm. Three gates on the east, three on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. <laughs> yep. The church and Israel are still different into eternity. That's right. Which should show you that we're totally separate programs. We're a totally separate people. We're both God's people. He loves us both, but we're different. Yep. And that's going to last into eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another one. Uh, the nations still exist. We read these verses already. Yeah. But, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth shall bring their glory. That's right. And they shall bring their glory and the honor of the nations into it. As in you I, and I, Curtis, are still going to be American in heaven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for better or for worse. We'll still I say that because, boy, Curtis, am I thankful for the freedoms I have in America. But yes. America is far from a perfect nation. Oh, yeah, it, it never will be a perfect nation, no. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I, I, am, uh, I am very patriotic. You know, I, <laughs> I stand up for the sna- or Pledge of Allegiance. I don't turn mm-hmm. my back. I absolutely mm-hmm. respect that. But I care a lot more about God's heavenly place that I'm supposed to be. Agreed. Than my nationality. It, it'll be a much better country. Yeah, yeah. Than the one we're but, living in now. Mm-hmm. But suffice to say, we'll still be American. Uh, okay. Which, <laughs> you know, so, okay. The next thing we studied was authority. Studied God's uh, authority. Okay. Well, it's been pretty clear already, but let's, uh, chapter 21, verse five. And he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, right. For these words are true and faithful. Uh, if pastor Dick's sitting next to you, there's your plug for dictation right there. God's telling John exactly what to write. Exactly. Yeah. Verse six. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. (laughs) You know, Curtis, we we talked earlier about how we're going to see things God's way. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be like him. We talked about that, yeah. but we will not be him. No, <laughs> he is still God. We're not. Absolutely. And so I think Curtis, you know, well, okay. I know this is true. When we get to heaven, we won't know everything because the only being that knows everything is God. Right. But so we will be learning. Well, I think, uh, <laughs> listen, what, what better, what better reason for, for there to be an eternity, uh, than to learn eternally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we will learn about God for eternity and we'll yes. never exhaust everything that we can learn. <laughs> That's right. You know, and so God is clearly in charge. He's still God. He's still running things and we're his children. You know, yeah. this first says he shall be my son. Uh, you know, for the women out there, they will be his daughter. Yeah. Um, and what better uh, way to be claimed, <laughs> so yeah. to speak? Um, in 22, chapter 1, and he showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Yeah. Now, if you study earlier in Revelation, you'll see that there's a throne for the Lamb and the throne of God. 
And right. here they seem to be the same thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, which is uh, pretty cool how God just, again, he, everything's so poetic. Yeah. You know, God reigns through a man through Adam. God reigns through a man, Jesus, during the millennium, and then God reigns, <laughs> which yes. is just just really cool. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing we studied last month uh, was mankind. Right. Uh, sometimes I, th- I don't think about it as much anymore because to me this has kind of been concluded and solved. But, you know, sometimes people ask the question, well, why did God create everything? You know, if he knew people were going to sin, if he knew he had to send people to hell, he knew Satan was going to rebel. Why did he create everything? Well, uh, I always this is now I think there's more than one reason. But uh, chapter 21, verse three, this is my go to. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God was with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. God wants to be with us. And I, again, I think there's more reasons, but that's a major one to me. God wants to be with you. That's why he created everything. Now, can I answer all the questions about if people are going to go to hell and that, was it worth it? Well, to God, it was, um, I can't really answer it farther than that, but I'll just say it. He, he wants to be with you. Yeah. And, and that's what he wants. That's who mankind is, ultimately. God wants to dwell with us. Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's why he created Adam and Eve to begin with. He, he wanted that, that fellowship. Yep. And he walked with them. Yes, now, he did. We, we know this after the fall, so we didn't study this specifically, but Adam and Eve, they heard footsteps. Yes. Well, Adam and Eve literally walked with God just like you can go out and walk with somebody in the street. Yeah. Now, can I explain everything about that? No, but I know he did. Now, I think it was Jesus, uh, the second person of the Trinity, walking with them. Yeah. Um, I think I can make that case, but he literally walked with them, and he's literally going to dwell with us again. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Which is such a neat thing. Now, what are we going to be doing? Uh, heaven is not this place we're going to sit on clouds and, you know, we talked, it's not a, a spatial. Uh, yeah. The nations are going to go out and come in. Uh, we know yeah. there's measurement to it. We know there's time. Uh, what are we going to do? Chapter 22, verse 3, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Yeah. We're going to serve. We're going to work, which was part of what mankind did. Yeah. Um, Matthew 25 gives us an indication of what that work's going to be. Matthew 25, verse 21. Uh, This is in a parable, um, but Jesus says to one of the servants, the servant who gave five talents, uh, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things and turn to the joy of your, your Lord. So it sounds like we're going to have a stewardship in heaven. I think so. Uh huh. And now what exactly the stewardship is going to be, I don't know. I do think there's going to be uh, animals and plant life, just like there were before the fall. So uh, I, at some level, we'll be taking care of God's creation, the animals and the plants. Yeah. Uh, it says that the nations are going to bring their glory in and out of it. 
right. what's that glory going to be? Are we going to do uh, art things? I think that's possible. Uh, yeah. The way the Ark of the Covenant was made is that God showed them yep. and the Ark in heaven, and then mm -hmm. they made it. Mm -hmm. So there's a good chance we're going to build, make stuff. Sure. Uh, you know, it just, all these things of work and I, it's going to be better than anything we're doing here. Um, the way I talk to it with my kids, which by the way, if you have kids, you should be talking about heaven to your kids. You should be. Yes. You should get them excited and you should not let them grow up in their childhood thinking that heaven is not a fun place to be. Right. And so the way I, we've done it in our family, my kids love Legos and I say, boys, Imagine having all the Legos you want and as much time as you want and the ability to build anything you want. Can you imagine that? And they, they kind of go, yeah, we wish we had more Lego. You know, they kind of do that yeah. sort of thing. And I say, heaven's going to be better than that. Yeah. So whatever you can think about the funnest thing to do with your Legos, heaven's going to be better. You might be able to build the perfect architectural structure uh, just by thinking about it. Yep. Uh, I think w one of the things I I've done, I've gotten to build some acoustic guitars mm -hmm. and I think, well, boy, David's going to be in heaven and he was quite the musician. Yeah. A am I going to get to build instruments with David? Maybe. I yeah. mean, I, there's no, yeah. Why? Yeah. That's a, why not? Why not? We're certainly going to have music in heaven. I don't think we're going to have much limitation. No, we're going to build it. So if we go, if we assume we're going to build instruments, we'll be building new instruments for all of yeah. eternity. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's what's interesting that, you know, as I do music, you know, um, music is becoming more and more electronic. Yeah. And some people never touch a real instrument. They just use, quote, instruments on the computer to make sounds. That's right. Well, that's a completely new way to think about instruments. Mm -hmm. So. Are we going to have all those ideas in heaven? I'm not saying like computers necessarily, just those things are going to exist. We're going to have new ways of doing things. Sure. So when you think about heaven and what you're going to do there, imagine the most enjoyable thing you can. Yeah. And imagine the most enjoyable person you can be around because Jesus is going to be there and heaven's going to be better than that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's true. You know, I, I feel kind of sorry for uh, doctors and nurses that, that are living, you know, here now that are saved and are going to be in heaven because we're just not going to need them anymore. Yeah, there are going to be a number of professions. What are they going to do? Maybe they'll study God's creation because when you think about medical things, <laughs> so much of it is learning how the body works and reacts. Yeah. Well, we're not going to do dissections in heaven. We don't have any death, but maybe yeah, there's, be no death, so, there's no illness, no nothing. Maybe they'll be so interested in the intricacies of how things work in heaven that that will be their study. Maybe, the maybe they'll finally get to learn the entire system the way God, the way God did it and why he did mm -hmm. it that way. Maybe. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, that and could maybe, be. Th this might be going beyond the text, but when it says the glory of the nations come in. Yeah. Yes. Maybe they'll give presentations. Hey, do you ever want to know how this worked? Here's how. Maybe. 
We studied it. I don't know. I'm, my point is, heaven is is going to be a real place where we do real yeah. things. I think there's like, going to be a real. There's going to be a government. Uh huh. And I think I think that we're going to help God. We're we're going to assist Him uh, mm-hmm. at His pleasure uh, in in ruling uh, different facets of heaven and and outside of the new Jerusalem, you know, uh, yep. the rest of the earth. I, I, yeah. It's it's his, it all belongs to him, and, and he's going to have total control over it. Yeah, because just like we have real measurements, real yeah. time, real uh, jewels, real gold, we're going to mm-hmm. have real work. Agreed. <laughs> so uh, if you've never thought about heaven that way, that is what heaven's going to be like. Yeah. We're going to do stuff. <laughs> We're going to do stuff, man. Yeah. Yes, we are. So, uh, so, so that goes through, again, by no means was that an exhaustive study of these two chapters in the New Heavens oh, yeah. and New Earth. But we went through the topics we talked about for the last seven months. And there's, as we can see, there's no corruption there. None. But as I got thinking, Curtis, there is a way uh, that this idea has been corrupted. And we talked about this before we started. What I mean by that is that Satan has done a pretty good job at getting us to ignore uh-huh. what heaven's going to be like. And that's right. Um, if there is one book that is ignored in the Bible or controversial that people stay away from, it, it is Revelation. the book of Revelation. It is. Yeah. It's the book of Revelation. And what does Revelation do? Well, it's when God makes good on his promises. That's right. That's when God fixes everything. He restores everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. And Revelation's the only book that talks about a blessing on those who read it. A special blessing mm-hmm. for those who read it. Yep. Yep. And so uh, if you don't read Revelation, you're missing out. Oh, yeah. And, and if you think that Revelation's hard to understand, find J.B. Hickson's <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> books. Uh, whatever, you get, give yeah. him an email, look for his you, charts. You bet. Revelation is a book that's actually pretty easy to understand, but that's the corruption part. That's right. That's <laughs> is that right. Satan ha- has got us to think it's confusing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I, I remember, this is an interesting, so, you know, we started off, well, one of the things we started off was what it's a new heavens and new earth. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, refurbished. Uh, it's not reused. Right. It doesn't just have a coat of paint put on it. Yep. And so, you know, we're not, he's not going to take this creation we have now and just, yeah, kind of redo it and we're okay. No, no, no. This creation is going to be blown up. Yeah. And then everything's new. I remember I was talking to somebody, something about Jesus coming back or the new heavens and, I just said, yeah, I can't wait till he blows up the universe and creates it new or, you know, something like that. And she went, oh, well, that's kind of, I don't know. He, he, we're really, he's really just going to fix this one. <laughs> and I went, I don't know about that. Doesn't new mean new? I mean, new doesn't mean refurbished. That's right. And she goes, oh, well, you know, it's just a difference in the opinion. Okay. And, and it just kind of like, okay, that's the corruption we're talking about. It is. Uh, it's a corrupt way of thinking about it, because mm-hmm. that's that's definitely not what's described in Revelation. Yeah. If if new doesn't mean new, 
language is abundantly clear. Mm -hmm. Old is going away. It's going to be dissolved. Mm -hmm. That means it will not exist anymore. Dissolved. What happens to something that's dissolved? Ultimately, it goes down the drain, never to be seen again. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, that's what's going to happen to the to the earth. It's going to melt with a fervent heat and be dissolved. All of it. Mm-hmm. Every mountaintop, every seabed, every corner of the earth, gone, dissolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, sometimes I've had people ask me, well, will God ever create anything again? No, he won't need to. Why, yeah, why would he? Why will he need to? After the, he creates form, a new heavens and a new earth, what else is there? The former things have passed away. There won't be a need to create mm-hmm. anything else, or a new. Well, when I say, I mean, create a new universe, or something like that, mm-hmm. because the former things have passed away. Right. So I would just, I, I really, I wanted to end on this because we've learned a lot, and we've learned about how things have been corrupted. But it's so good for us to focus on what eternity is. And, you know, we've we read that verse in Peter that thinking about eternity actually should encourage us to be better Christians, to be more godly. And so hopefully that's what this podcast has done. If you're listening out there, start thinking about eternity. You know, if you say the Lord's Prayer and he says, you know, your kingdom come in there, uh, that's eternity. That's eternity. That's the eternity that he was telling us about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first thousand years of that kingdom are on earth, but that kingdom keeps going. You said there was a government and there is, it's a monarchy. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus is king. That's right. (laughs) You know, and we should think about that more often. Amen. So I'm excited, Curtis. I've had so much fun doing this study. I've learned a lot and I hope our (laughs) listeners have too. Yeah. So have I, buddy. Thank you very much for sharing it with us. Mm-hmm. And I know our listeners have gotten a lot out of it too, man. Uh, if you could see the numbers that I'm seeing on on analytics, you you you'd be very you'd be tickled. Oh, and, well, good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad people are listening. Oh yeah, 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 and and more and more all the time. Oh, good, because oh, you know we don't do this for money, which we're not making no. any money anyway. No, we're not selling anybody yeah. anything. We're just yeah. giving you a uh, good, basic, fundamental um, Bible teaching, and we try to go a little further than just the fundamentals with you because we want you to we want you to be well versed and uh, understand as much as you can before Christ comes back and mm-hmm. and before He creates a new heaven and new earth. Might as well learn as much as you can about. The old stuff right now and, and the new stuff, what's to come. Mm-hmm. So you'll know what to expect. Yep. And get excited for it. And get excited about that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And uh, um, uh, it was a great presentation. And I get excited about it. I'll, I'll guarantee you we've got some listeners out there that are also pretty excited about it right now. Yeah. And uh, I'll put a plug in for next month. So this is the end of this series. Yeah, uh, I've told you already. We're going to start going through Job. Yes, I man, I can hardly wait for that. That's one of my favorite books of the Bible. I have to be honest with you. It, it's one for of so my many favorite. different reasons. 
Yeah, it's one of my favorites, too. And I think it's so interesting, Job being the first book of the Bible written. Yeah. Job essentially, and, you know, we'll elaborate on this a ton, solves the problem of evil or the problem of suffering or, you know, why does evil exist? Whatever those questions are, the first thing God dealt with <laughs> yeah. in, in, in word format yep. was the problem of evil or the problem of the suffering. Problem. And I think that's... So cool, it, isn't it amazing? And I, I mean, yeah. And not only that, um, Job. You're right, being the first book ever written, uh, solves uh, the basic problems of sin and evil. But it also goes in and explains um, cre creation. Yeah. Uh, it, it explains time. Mm hmm. All of those things, the basic fundamental stuff that we we deal with every day and that we take for granted, a lot of those, almost everything is explained in Job. Mm -hmm. And that, that's why I'm, I'm excited to dive into that, buddy. Let's do it, yeah. man. Yep. I'm so, ready. So be, so be, yeah, you want to go now? No. <laughs> um, well, we, we probably could. I don't, I don't know if anybody's going to sit with us for another hour, but uh, uh, they'll do it next month, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. I've been reading it a lot and rereading it. So uh, right. I know I already, you know, when you restudy a book, you always learn more. Always know? do. Always yeah. do. There's always more yeah. there to, to, to find out and, and to be astonished at. Mm -hmm. uh, so Every let's time. do that together next month, man. Sound good? You got it. All Sounds right, good. Buddy. Hey, thanks for being with us again tonight, Lucas. And let me remind our listeners that we have an upcoming session with Pastor Dick. Um, it's probably going to be uh, later on this week. I'm, I'm thinking Thursday or Friday because uh, I'm going to have a couple of days in a row off. Yes, I can't believe that. So, but uh, that's probably when we'll do it. Maybe Thursday or Friday. Want to tell them what we're going to do? Um, we could. Do you want me to say yeah, something about ahead. it? Um, uh, how many? How many people out there? You know, how many of you listeners have kids? Uh, let me see a show of hands. Oh, that's almost everybody. Yeah. Uh, you ever wonder why at times your kids can be so? stinking hard to sometimes to control or why are they what they seem to want to rebel against everything you put down as an authority and why is that why do they have to do that why do they have to make you crazy by rebelling all the time god's probably wondering the same thing about us why, why do they have to be so stinking rebellious all the time we're going to talk about rebellion. Rebellion. Uh, that might get a little interesting. So uh, make sure you, you make some time, maybe next week, Thursday or Friday, to look in on us and uh, be with us. And, and uh, as as Pastor Dick explains a little bit about rebellion, where it, what are its origins and why why do we have them? Why does that attitude exist? You'll love it. You'll get some good information. So, Lucas, thank you once again for being with us, my brother. We look forward to doing this again with you next month as we begin the study of the book of Job. Oh, my goodness. What fun we're going to have. I can hardly wait. So, 
Until then, my friend, let me bid you a, a good night and uh, our listeners as well. Until uh, we meet again with Pastor Dick this later on this week, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. We'll see you Thursday or Friday. Uh, we look forward to it. God bless you and keep you.